At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Welcome to Remote Control, the Variety's TV podcast. I'm Deborah Birnbaum. Every week, we'll bring you conversations with some of the best and brightest in television, working behind and in front of the camera. This week, I'm talking with the cast of Stranger Things. I just moderated a panel with them to celebrate their second season. Stay tuned. Hi, everyone. How are you all doing? Hi. <laughs> Hello. Hi. So, Sean, I'm going to start with you. Unfortunately, the Duffers couldn't be here tonight. They, I think they're busy doing something. Are they working yeah, no, on they're, season they're, three? They're, they're very much writing season three, which is what we want them doing. Exactly. So happy to have you here to represent. Why don't you just start from the beginning? I mean, the show started out as a sleeper hit. It's turned into, part of an expression, a monster hit. How has it evolved? How have you managed that transition? Yeah, it's. Uh, I like that. Pun. I know, right? It's like a it feels like it's never heard head. that before. It feels like it's going to be a witty head. panel. I feel like it's going to be a really witty panel, guys. No it's pressure. Good so far. Um, it, it was such a weird thing, right? Because we made season one in complete anonymity. We didn't even have to work at it being a secret because no one cared. So it was just this thing we were doing because we thought it was cool and we kind of trusted the Duffer's instincts. And then when it became this this monster of a hit, if you will, it became much more important to know how to quiet all that noise and just kind of trust the same instincts that kind of brought us here. And for season two, that was about obviously going bigger in scope, but also going deeper in character. So um, just kind of really leaning into, well, what form might evil take in Hawkins in season two and, and introducing the shadow monster and all of that, but also new characters, new alliances and relationships between characters and deepening kind of who these people in Hawkins were. And that was the fun of it. So speaking of characters, we've got a, got a great lineup of characters up here. I'd like to hear from each of you guys, how have your characters evolved since the show began? Winona, do you want to start? Or do you want to end? Let's work from the end down. It's all you, Joe. Joseph. Me? Oh, crap. Um, okay. Um, uh, I guess um, I start the beginning of season one as kind of like a antagonist character, sort of. Um, and the way that the Duffers kind of have given me uh, just a pretty interesting arc to play on kind of both sides of the line. Um, and at the end of season two, I guess, um, a little bit more grown up. A little less selfish, maybe? Yeah. Maybe. And a little more of a dad. A little more of a dad, Steve. Yes, a little more of a dad, I've heard, yes. Pretty heroic. I want that for season three. I want Joe to be my dad. I mean, I love you. Oh, Oh my God. You're just too protective. You're just too protective. You need to calm down. Like, I feel like Joe would be so laid back. You wouldn't care about Mike, right? No, I don't care about Mike. Exactly. Whatever. You act like that. You're so mean to the kids in that scene, sitting on the bench scene or whatever. It's It's, like guys were benched, that whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, you're not the best. Whatever. It's like Somebody's tough love. You're like you know a I mean? solid it's like a tough six sort of in tough my love, book. You know? I love him. <laughs> um, 
So uh, my character um, starts season one. Um, you know, she's kind of the older sister, the girl next door, you know, a bit of a familiar um, character in, in a lot of 80s films, I feel like. But the Duffers gave me a really fun, interesting arc, too, to play with, and, and that Nancy's kind of going on, like, a bit of a self-discovery through through season one and and continuing into season two of, of caring you know, less about being the good girl and, um, you know, taking more risks and and figuring out what's important, you know, um, everything that goes on with Barb um, and and losing a friend and how that affects her really uh, comes out and was fun to play with and getting to interact with some different characters. And, um, yeah, I think by the end of season two, Nancy comes up pretty, pretty strong. Um, which has been a really fun thing to play, and I look forward to seeing where that goes. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, I'm, I guess with Jonathan, at the start of season one, obviously we know he is the, you know, he's the kind of loner, outsider kind of trope, but um, I guess I always saw him someone as... Um, very confident in who he is. You know, he knows very much who he is, and that's where you find him in the beginning. Obviously, he's kind of takes on the kind of man of the house role in the Byers family. Um, you know, um, supports his brother a lot. And then I feel like when we kind of see him go through season one, and obviously what he has to go through and meeting Nancy, I feel like there's a, you know, he comes out of his shell like a little bit, but. I feel like at the same time with Jonathan, because he was always so kind of assured about who he was, you know, he wasn't ever trying to be anyone else. I don't think there's like that massive discovery of a big change with Jonathan. Um, So yeah, but definitely at the end and obviously the relationship with Nancy, I feel like he is just a bit more relaxed, you know, a bit more relaxed about himself. So I guess that's, that's me. Um, I think it's a little bit different for me just because I'm the new addition for season two, so I don't think I've had as much time for my character to evolve. But that's one of the things I'm excited to see in in season three, where her storyline goes. Well, I would say uh, season one, people misunderstood Lucas. (laughs) I really think so, because, I mean, it was just a a weird situation for him. And um, he was young, young lad. (laughs) But um, but I feel like he evolved because when Max came into his life, he was just like, you saw his romantic side. So I, uh, no. it was more like, oh, Lucas is soft, you know? He wasn't the grandpa. He, he <laughs> You know, uh, he wasn't the grandpa. He wasn't so uptight about everything. So he was just chill, you know? I, I, I like Lucas this season. So yeah, yeah. I miss uptight Lucas. <laughs> Me too. Me too. <laughs> um, okay, so my character is not very... Um, she's no real, like, story behind her. She's just really weird. And, um, and everything happens so unexpectedly with her. Like, there's no real straightforwardness, you know? It's, it's always, like, so emotional and just different you know it's not it's just different I can't really explain it but there's no storyline behind her yet 
Um, we're learning, you know, every episode. But I feel like, you know, you guys have that kind of... Uh, we're like, you know, we're from a house and my parents are, you know, I don't know where I'm from. So that's an issue. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's every day. Um, it's every day that we, we learn about our characters more and I learn more about Eleven every day. And I think, honestly, I, I couldn't have done that by myself. Uh, the Duffer Brothers and, and Sean Levy and Dan Cohen just help me with that because I can't do it by myself and it's a lot of like it's just a lot of character you know and and she's very uh, difficult and really deep and and I think that um you know luckily I have like a good team surrounding me that can help me um let the character evolve as as much as possible I have bar none the best arc on the show I will fight you <laughs> I will fight you <laughs> If you say otherwise, I may not be the best one on the show, but I clearly have the best arc of the show. Because Chief Hopper, uh, in the beginning, first episode, is like such a horrible human being. He's Well, he's charming. No, he was. He's a mess. He's a mess. Struggling. He does the wrong thing often. Makes the wrong, yes, simple the board choice, and problems. I'm sorry, you're the one with the emotional problems. I'm just a mess. Uh, he drinks. He's like a jerk, you know. But then over season one, you get to see him become sort of the man that he is inside, which is this like wonderful man, like, and it's so beautiful to play that arc, and and it was so satisfying. Uh, to play that. You so rarely get a chance to have something that beautiful and subtle to play. Um, and then so go, you go into season two and you're like, what are you going to do next? And they really, you know, I really got to do some amazing stuff in season two. Like he goes on this whole other journey, which is about sort of uh, reinvesting in his fears of being a father and maybe his control issues that uh, he really feels like he maybe has control over things that he just shouldn't have control over and he should maybe let go a little bit. Um, but he's just uh, he's just my favorite character on film and TV that I've ever played. I mean, he is just a beautiful, big, horrible bear with like... <laughs> a great like heart to him but just a total mess on the outside and makes poor decisions and makes mistakes all the time and i really i really like people that make mistakes and he you know i mean sometimes <laughs> like but i but i i just like his humanity like he feels it feels so human to me like his fragility and also his ego and his pomp and everything it's such a complex beautiful character so I'm so grateful to play him I think you're being a little hard on Hopper <laughs> honestly he really comes in handy a lot for people <laughs> critical moments um bob is um he's not an arc kind of a guy (laughs) (laughs) he's a note (laughs) and we try to play our note cleanly (laughs) um i think poor poor joy suffered for so long And uh, to just have at least a moment of somebody who loves nothing more than her and just wants to be with her and just wants to take care of her and and her family and like, it's just a nice, it's a nice tone. It's a nice little thing to bring into this Hawkins insanity. Bob Mobile. Winona. I mean, we gave you a lot of time. (laughs) You've had a lot of time to prepare. Is this working? 
I was listening, and I forgot to think about what I was going to say. Um, you should have gone first. I went first, and I got But it. I learned so much. By the way, that is also telling of how Winona Ryder approaches a scene. Is When she's in a scene, she is in that scene. Some actors come in, and you know they've figured out how they're going to play the scene, and it doesn't matter what's coming at them. Winona comes into a scene, she is listening, and she's going to react to what's happening moment to moment, just like now. It's true. It's true. Um, Well, obviously, the first season was um, uh, quite harrowing and emotional for Joyce, (laughs) Um, which I always, I mean, I think quite understandably so with all that happened. And so coming back to season Two, um, it was. Ri- I mean, it was tricky to, you know, you ha- think of that great Kathy Bates line from Misery. Like, does everybody have amnesia? You didn't get out of the cockadoody car. <laughs> so I'm like, does everybody? Why? You know, how does? Is that how- a line from season three? It has to be. No, it's from from Misery. No, I know. I just oh, want you to say cockamamie. He wants to quote it in the cockamamie yeah. car. Well, but, I want you to you say know, that, please. There was a a bit of that. I I didn't. Uh, you know, but it sort of. Ex- gets explained, uh, the cover-up. Um, and I think she's, uh, you know, I like David, uh, you know, I, and like, like, no, I, of course I like you, I love you. But like you said, uh, you know, as actors were drawn to flawed characters, it's, n- it's not fun or interesting to play perfect people. And um, I was always sort of drawn to... Um, to Joyce's flaws in that way, um, in terms of as as a something to um, explore, and um, that Bob's come into her life. I think she's kind of really trying um, to give her, give Will and Jonathan, you know, as sort of. Much of a uh, gosh, normal set a sense of normalcy, um, and she's you know with this. Go on, Bob. <laughs> man, man, and, say it loudly, man. No, I, it's man. no, I. It was the. Well, where are we? We can't like. Yes, you Talking, can. You screen the first. No, no, one. they've all. You've all you've seen, all seen season, season two, right? I'm, yeah. Okay. Okay. Come on, people. I love that Winona's worried about spoiling something only in only season one. two. <laughs> well, I yeah, I, that was like the hardest thing in the world was. Oh, the, the death um, of Bob. It was yeah. a round of applause for Bob, please. Yeah. No need. Yeah. I like. That. I. I no, but you're, you, what you just said is so. You're 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 a mom, and in the first thing, you're a mom who's lost a son, and that's horrifying. And in the second one, you're a mom who's try, a single mom trying to put things together and trying to do. It's like so. Um, 
uh, relatable. I don't like the word relatable, but it's so honest, and and you want to root for that person. So it's easy to be Bob because I think Bob is kind of feeling the way the audience probably feels. He just wants to take care of you a little bit. You deserve not to be suffering constantly. Which is, yeah, just a thought. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So given all of these interesting and complicated emotional journeys, what do you guys want to see in season three? What are you looking forward to seeing for your characters? We don't have to go down the line again. If you just want to jump in, Millie, you want to start? Oh, a script. So, I bet you'd love to see a I'd script love to for your see character. A script. Maybe yeah. we should go and contact yeah. the Duffers yeah. soon. Um, no, I. Oh, there's so much I want for Eleven, um, but most of all, I want a relationship with Max. Um, I think that Eleven needs a boyfriend. Just needs to go for a second. And Mike, you need to take a seat because <laughs> best friends come first and I would just I would love to ha- you know Eleven and, and Max to have a relationship just because I think that it, it's needed for Eleven she needs to have fun like real fun and um, and I, I just think that she needs some again some sense of like normal in her life and she will never have that but um but so, you know maybe max might bring that bring that she's been surrounded by boys which is great you know you're great but um <laughs> but like she's so surrounded by men um you know she you guys and then i'm surrounded by um dad um <laughs> it's just it's just like i would love to have a relationship with joyce or with a, a, a yeah i mean with nancy that would be like just a woman character where i can understand what being a girl is for once and i think that that's what that's what i kind of want so yeah i would like a season where the buyer's uh, wall phone does not get completely destroyed <laughs> That wall phone is treated so poorly in our show. Yeah, what year did, um, because I, rem- I had a, we had a rotary phone, and then I remember when we oh, first we got our phone. Like I don't know that Stranger, th- Stranger Things like is never going cordless. <laughs> Not cordless, but Stranger just Stranger Things can't go cordless. Just, just Wait, so you know, first year was 1983, second year was 1984, this year's 1985? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I think, I think I've read that out there in the world. So I think that that much, I, I'm, I'm curious to hear everyone else's answers because I've read a chunk of season three and um, it's awesome. Ooh, you want to share with the class? No, I don't want to share. Yeah, what happened? I don't want to share. share with um, but I'm also? trying to keep like a super neutral face as you all talk about what you want for next season. Um, I would say like friendship, like more of like. You know, like, everyone together. <laughs> well, like, you know, I feel like season two, everyone was so separated. Mm. I would see, I would say, like, maybe, like, little situations where you see, like, the friendship is real. Like, you can really never tell a lie. And just, like, just tell, just show people what real friendships are because I feel like a lot of people are missing that. So, yeah. Love that. Yeah. Love that. Can't tell you whether it's going to happen or not, but I love it. Yes, you can. That's the problem, Sean. Yeah, I just won't. <laughs> I feel like I also really love at the end of both seasons when everybody kind of gets together, especially shooting and then watching the show. You know, shooting is really fun. Uh, but the, watching the show with everybody there is such a blast. I feel like I'd love to see a little bit more of that and also kind of just experience a little bit more of just You all. were there on our last couple days even though you weren't working. Yeah. I, I was like, that's... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, just hanging out. Yeah. They were like night shoots. Just there for crafty. I had some sandwiches. You know, like... Talk to the duffers. You know. I don't really have a dog in the hunt, but if like Barb and Bob are kind of Yoda, you know. <laughs> Anything is possible in Hawkins. 
Are you asking I for want, a Bob Shrine, a little Bob Shrine, like when they're like glow in the dark? Yeah, like Ben like, Kenobi and Yoda. You yeah, know, like, like just okay, kind of floating. Okay. And Obi Wan character that couldn't like guide me in my. <gasps> well, Joyce, trust yourself. Yeah, just like a voiceover. <laughs> <laughs> What about I, uh, Joyce and Hopper? I, Is there any hope for Joyce and Hopper? Oh, I ship it so oh much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've wanted that from the beginning. I mean, I've been pretty vocal about that. Hey, all right. <laughs> But I mean, I think the interesting thing about it is that it's also going to be such a disaster if it ever. I mean, I know, like it's like love. Like I think that the I think the thing about you know I don't know I don't know anything. I'm trying to pretend like I know something about love, like or what it is or something. Like I can impart some kind of wisdom to you in my disastrous love life. But um, I, uh, but I I I do feel like love is uh, super complicated. At least like real love is super complicated, and you know you have the coming together of two very strong people, um, and like that that's going to be very complicated. So as much as I want to see them together and happy, I also uh, would like to see them together and just see like what that does to make each of them different people. Like what they'd have to compromise, what they'd have to become, what they'd be able to sacrifice, what they wouldn't be able to sacrifice, the fights, the like, you know, laughter, like all of it. I wonder what their like pillow talk would be. I don't know. I mean, we've known, we went to high school together. Yeah. And, you know, David was, um, on season one, you know, you had, we, we both had these sort of backstories that we'd, you know, come up with, but yours was so, you know, it was, well, oh, oh no, never mind. Oh, wait, I almost... Moment to moment, guys. Wait. It's moment to moment. No, I... I, I told you up front. But I, do, but I do think the idea of two people who've been together for a little slice of time when they were young and idealistic... This is unconfirmed, right? I mean, wait. we know that there's We know that they slept together at one point. The, the, what? Uh, Cal, Callahan says it. Callahan says it in season okay, okay, one. Okay, okay, okay. Callahan says it to Powell. He says... Uh, oh, yeah. He says it to Powell after I walk Somebody off. Somebody go I'm and like, confirm this. It's I'm like, uh, you got to go back and watch season one. Season one's good. <laughs> like, uh, there's like moments in there where I'm like, oh, season one's good. Everybody loves season two, but season one's good. Um, there was a moment where like, where like he's like, Hopper comes in, he's super mad. And he's like, they're all like, Joyce Byers is crazy. And he's like, shut up and walks off. And Callahan's like, they... Uh, uh, am I allowed to curse? Not well, really. Yeah, it looks pretty safe. They, uh, I think he says they fucked, didn't they? No, we never use the F word on... Tr- oh, my God! No! What? They, they had a love relations, like I think is what he says. Did they have love the relations? Jar. What scripts is he getting? I can't even believe they you think that we that? say that word on our show. Oh, my goodness. We say it at one. We get like one a season, don't we? And the kids get it. The kids get to swear. So if Winona's in the moment, David's yeah. just a little out in front of it. <laughs> oh and I just want to say, I'm sure uh, Bob would be really happy as long as Joyce is happy. But, oh, oh, my God. David, it's not <laughs> like 
specified what base they went to or okay. anything We're going like to move that. off. We know that they have uh, something. Hold on. I do want to turn it over to you guys, too. I feel like there's other questions on that iPad. I have lots of questions here. I could be here for hours. I have many questions. But I want to turn it over to you guys. But I just have one last question. There was such a great combination of like interesting, surprising combinations of people you put together. Can we look forward to more of that in season three? Yes. There are some new characters. Um, not too many because we're already a big ensemble. Um, but more Erica, more uh, there's this new character played by Maya Hawk. Uh, there's a few other people that aren't yet public but are really exciting. Um, you can tell us. We'll I stay can't. Right I, I would get in so much trouble. Um, but yeah, I mean, part of the, the fun for the, for the brothers is to put combinations of characters together like, you know, Steve and Dustin halfway through season two, that was kind of, well, that seems like it would be fun or 11 and Hopper. We had a sense that that would be kind of two powerhouses. And so those combinations are really fun for the brothers to write, really fun for all of us to direct and I'm sure act. So more of those recombos in season three for sure. Fantastic. We're all looking forward to it. All right. I want to turn it over to you guys because, you know, they made me do that. So so, otherwise, I'm happy to sit here with my iPad for hours. Um, So if you raise your hands, we'll get you a mic. Go ahead. Hi. Um, From what I heard, uh, Lucas's sister in the show wasn't necessarily going to be a big through-line character, and, and they added some more stuff for her because she was so loved by the audiences. Um, my question is, has the direction of the, the storyline changed drastically because of the performances in the show and what they've given to That's a great question. I, I love that question because it, it shines a light on one of the things about um, the Duffer Brothers and our show in general that's a little unique. Steve Harrington... I mean, he was going to be a one-dimensional character in, like... At first, he was just in the pilot. And then we're like, well, this Joe guy is incredible. Let's keep him around. And wait, he's more complicated than we expected. And the role changed immensely as a result. Um, Bob was going to die way earlier in season two. Um, In fact... In fact, in the earliest version, you know that episode where he's telling the Mr. Baldo dream? Like, Will was going to kill him in that car. Like, it was, there were versions where he didn't make it out of episode three. And, uh, but we fell so in love with what our actors were doing that they informed story and rewrites and new ideas. And so Erica, as Lucas's sister, she was so delicious and just we loved how she torments the boys and it's we can't we need more we just need more erica all the time so she's a big part of season three here's to that girl power all right another question hi this is directed towards anyone who wants to answer it but how do you think the plot would have been different if the genders were swapped for example 11 was a boy and the boys were female Wow, That's an actual that. question. I, have, have any of you Lucas ever heard that be question? Very I love that Amazing. question wow. so much. Take it. The reason I like that question is because when I uh, first shaved my head, um, I looked like a boy, and and the show wasn't big, and nobody knew who I was, and I, I was just you know, a little, like, 11-year-old in, in Georgia, and I was like, you know, I'm on a Netflix show, and then 
And then I would walk around and, you know, people would point and laugh and, and call me. Um, they would ask me if I was uh, confused. And then they would ask me if I was a boy. And I, and and I did you get a lot of, because I had really short hair, yeah. I, young man. Young, young man. Like when oh, I was, yeah, chap. Yeah. In England, they called me chap. Yeah. And, um, Excuse I, me. No, it's true. Like, and I would get so... I, I would, at first, I was like, wait, no, I'm a girl. Like, this is... Uh, why are you saying this? And then I had a name. It was John. And, like, I would go out Ooh. the house and... I was I was a I was a boy, you know. I, I accepted it and I was fine with it, and and that's why when I came on set, I thought, what if Eleven was a boy, you know? And what if what? Yeah, what if Eleven was a boy? And then it really opened things for me, and and I had a whole new perspective on the fact that you know society tells us that girls have to have long hair and boys have to have short, but actually, no. Eleven has proved that wrong, and I have proved that wrong to myself that. Um, that having short hair is actually amazing and being a boy or a girl or both or whatever you want to be has made me like uh, actually a, like a better person and, and um, shaving my head was a big part of that. So yeah, to answer your question, I've thought about it many times and, and it, yeah, I had a moment with it. So All right, next question. This is for Sean. You had such a prolific acting career. Are you going to make an appearance on the show? Uh, uh, well, you're overstating my, my acting career. Um, but I have been on the show. Well, I can't was. believe you don't remember. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if you remember this, I'm, but uh, you, you know how we write for characters? You know, like Sean was saying, that certain storylines get developed as a result of characters being good on the show? Others, others get abandoned. <laughs> But wait, wait, when you Others, there was a character of the Scott, medical Scott, examiner no, when Joyce no, has to go this. when Joyce has to go see Will's body when Joyce here comes tell me here comes the flashback ma'am ma'am I need you to sign this form ma'am that's not my son but ma'am ma'am Sean Sean when you um nailed it. Sean, were you directing? Yeah, he also edited that were episode you and that edited episode? himself out of it. Because yeah. I swear you were directing in your hospitals. Yes, like, I was directing in my scrubs, in my mortician <laughs> scrubs. Weirdly, the mortician yeah. was never brought back for additional episodes. Will we need him? In- <laughs> and you were clearly like part of the. Oh yeah, because in my mind, my because I so- had a fake body and I wanted her to sign it. That seems to prove that maybe I work for the evil yeah. organization, which is still around. And when I when I <laughs> ask you to lift the thing, I, so, all I'm saying is I smell mark? I smell recurring. I, I smell just recurring. I, and I also I would like to say one thing about Sean. We won the SAG Award for the first season, uh, the Ensemble Cast Award, and I he made me give him my award because of his work. <laughs> Sean, I need some more energy. Come from the gut more. I need some, like, yeah, because that's what you were saying to me. I will work on that. I will work on that. Yeah, thank you. I like it when the tables get turned. (laughs) All right, one more question. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm, like, really nervous. Okay. Um, It's okay, so am I. (laughs) I I like, I really like the show, but, um, because... Like, my dream is becoming a young actress, or an actress. So, like, how did you get, like, discovered, like, as actors and actresses? Like, how many times do you have to, like, 
audition in... Who, uh, who would like to take this question? The 42-year-old dude? How or, do you... I don't know. Or would you like to ask the 12-year-old? Like, how, how did you get discovered? Which, okay. Uh, my answer is you sit around for like 30 years <laughs> auditioning for thousands of things. Thousands of things. Getting rejected constantly. Barely able to pay your rent, <laughs> taking acting classes, slaving away, working at restaurants, being a temp for the Associated Press at 30 Rock, while all the Saturday Night Live members walk in front of me. Um, Let's give it maybe doing another all answer. This for don't, 30 don't years, children, and then walking in to a show that gets picked up for a second season. Anyone have a movie? <laughs> So we're my actor brothers and sisters out. Yes. So, Anyone want to jump in with a more positive answer? Hopefully. So, I, mean, I just, I just want to say, you, you could do that. <laughs> That's one way to go. Or, or, you can like just keep going and keep trying. But like, actually, it, I'm, I'm, okay, I'm 14, but. It doesn't mean like I, I, I worked as hard as you because, you know, I, it's hard to even follow in all of you guys' footsteps. And, and so, I mean, I think we understand that. But, I mean, I've been on, I mean, I've been on auditions before, a lot, actually. And, um, and it, it's definitely hard because when I was just about to stop acting, which was when I landed in England and I just kind of was like, you know what, I don't think this is for me because I've got one Walmart commercial, one Publix commercial, and I just don't think I'm doing it. Um, and, then, and then I got the email for Stranger Things. So it's like, you just got to keep going and never like doubt yourself, like kind of how I did. You know, you've just got to keep going because, you know, we're normal kids like you and, and, and you know, we don't class ourselves as famous or celebrities. We're normal and we play football outside on the production so I think if you just believe in yourself and the people around you believe in you then I and I, we believe in you then you just gotta keep going and then do it but also I think on a serious tip on a serious tip I will say that like I, I would only encourage you to do this if you really love doing it it's, yeah. for me it was not about being paid even like if I was uh, broke and still waiting tables I would still be taking acting class in New York and putting up plays I, uh, the, the, the success or the fame or any of that stuff is incidental to my love of acting. And so if that's the way it is for you, then you should do this. If you just want to get famous, I think there are other ways to do that uh, that are easier and probably better. Well, I was... Yeah, I think there's been... uh, There's sort of always been a sort of false narrative of... Oh, if you're an actor, oh, it comes with the territory. I remember, I mean, it was a very different time when, you know, Sean and I were 12. But, but um, I think you, you don't relinquish your right to private, priv- you know, like you can, or your childhood. You, you know, it's, and the, I, what I tried to, um, what I learned and, and what I tried to, tell kids is you know that the work itself is the reward and like like david said everything else um you know it, it, for for good or bad is is kind of what happens but 
you know, and this is, I, I've got to be a pretty huge show, but um, I, to answer the question, I just echo what David said, that you, you really should love what you do because the second it stops being fun. Yeah. Yeah, Can I reason. offer one thought? So my, what's your name? Young person who was nervous and now isn't anymore? Rachel. So Rachel, my mom's name was Patty Duke. And this group uh, put her together for 10 Emmy nominations, and I think she won three Emmys. And she started her career on Broadway when she was probably a little bit younger than you are, probably right around the age you got launched. Um, I think she would honor everything that's been said here, and I think what she would say to you is you have to work really hard, a work ethic, discipline, work, 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 do something. When you're looking around, when you're talking about other things, that's all fine, getting questions like this. It was very brave of you to stand up and ask that question, but the really, what I would say, just that underpins all this, is you have to be, you have to work really hard. Yeah, and she won an Oscar when she was 13 for The Miracle Worker, and she... She worked really hard. Well, because the thing is, Rachel, I mean, and then I know we have to let everyone go, but a lot of people want it. Not everyone loves it, and not everyone's willing to work for it. You need all three. You need all three, because one or two of those things won't get you there. But can I also tell you, Rachel, the fact that you're even nervous asking a question, it kind of brings to mind something we talk about a lot. We don't take for granted, not one day, how... You guys as an audience have embraced our show. As I said, we just started doing it with no sense of if anyone would watch. We never counted on it being loved like this, and it means a lot to us. So yeah. thank you for that, and thank you for your thank time. Thank you so much. But I do want to... I do want to acknowledge one thing. You know, I think we saw a really powerful movement started by teens happening today, and I know a lot of you guys are wearing orange ribbons. If anything, today is like evidence of, of on one side, how vulnerable kids are under flawed leadership and terrible policy, but also how they can change the world. And, you know, that they're doing that. Exactly the point I wanted to make. Thank you guys so much for coming. And best of luck in season three. Thanks for listening to this week's show. We'll be back next time with another great episode. We'll be talking to the cast and creators of Unreal, as well as Barry, HBO's new hit comedy. See you next time.